There's a winning culture when it comes to sports teams in New England. And now there's a new winning team to add to the list. Spectrum Orthopedics, an all-star roster of orthopedic experts delivering top care right here in your backyard. Spectrum Orthopedics is made up of three of the area's top orthopedic practices. OA Centers for Orthopedics, Central Maine Orthopedics, and Falmouth Orthopedic Center. Spectrum Orthopedics makes it easier for physicians, surgeons, sports medicine specialists, and clinical staff to share resources and work as one, making patient care efficient and more affordable. To learn more about Spectrum Orthopedics and connect with a provider in your area, visit spectrumhcp.com forward slash ortho. I'm here with Levitt head football coach Mike Hathaway. Uh, coach, um, I know you had some guys dinged up. Uh, we talked last week about you come off a huge emotional win, and it's people don't understand it. It's so easy for kids to then go flat. And you talked about what you wanted to do during the week to keep them motivated and focused and whatever. I'm going to have to say it probably went pretty well. Yeah, uh, you know, it was a quick turnaround having played Wells on Saturday instead of Friday. So, uh, you know, we, we got right in on Monday and, and got our film study done and, and kind of got the game plan installed. And uh, really, you know, we didn't watch any tape from the week before on Wells. We just got right on to Cape and uh, started putting in the game plan and uh, trying to get some guys ready. And, and the kids did a pretty good job. Uh, you know, we had to adjust a little bit. Cape played really well. Um, you know, they did some different things defensively than, than we had seen on tape. And, uh, you know, when, when we had a few guys, we lost a few guys in the first quarter. Uh, so we had to scramble a little bit around with our personnel and our schemes defensively as well. Uh, so, it, you know, it was good good back and forth coaching-wise. Those guys do a great job over there. And, you know, our kids did a good job at different points in the game when we needed to really respond. They, they did a nice job with it. So Now, this is a new coach for them. Yeah, yeah, Sean, uh, uh, Sean Green. Now, was he already on the staff? He coached at the middle school last year for them, oh. but he, he's from uh, Mass, from Littleton, Mass. He, he'd coached down there for a while and moved up here last year, and I, I think coached with one of his buddies at the middle school, and then when the job opened up, he applied for it. And uh, he's done a great job. I mean, they, you know, a very nice spread offense, very multiple, uh, and, and defensively, uh, uh, they were definitely tough. They were prepared well for us, no question. Yeah, because, you know, I think they lost to Wells 35-34, right? I mean, yeah, they, yeah, something like that, 30, yeah, 35-34, one-point game. And, uh, you know, he's got his guys ready to play for sure. So who played well for you? Uh, you know, different it, names because you guys were hurt. Right. Uh, you know, we, we kind of had to play without a tailback, so we were in empty quite a bit. Um, you know, our tailbacks are pretty banged up. We, we rotated some guys through there. and We played a few linemen in the backfield. Brent Grant went back there and played as kind of an H-back. And, um you know, I, they they stacked the box pretty good. I thought our O line did a pretty good job adjusting to the, the different look that they showed us and uh, blocking up front. Cam Jordan had a, a a nice night running the football. Uh, also had a couple big catches. Uh, Mark Herman, when he was healthy in the first half, you know, had some good runs. Uh, Wyatt and Damian uh, Calder both ran well uh, as well. Um, so you know, we we got a pretty good team effort on offense. It was probably you know more care more carries for. For Wyatt, Damien, and Cam than they normally get. I think all of them were over 10 carries, which is a little rare for us to have somebody up that much. But uh, they did a nice job. And then, uh, you know, defensively, our secondary played really, really well. 
Cape has a really good pass game. Matt Laughlin, we, we talked last week, one of the best receivers in Maine. Uh, his little brother, Nick, is a freshman. He's, he's a good one. Uh, Gannon Stewart's a pretty good quarterback. Um, so, you know, that was a challenge. And, uh, you know, Denver Taylor opened up on the first series. He, he was, you know, he's kind of a new starter for us in the secondary. He opened up with a pick on the first series. Uh, Wyatt came into the game defensively and had four interceptions. Uh, one on, on a key two-point late in the game is 22-12, and he picked it off. And then they recover an onside kick, come down, um, and, and they had it down in our end. And uh, he picked one off on the five and, and ran it all the way back. So uh, Mark Herman also had a pick. Damian Calder spent a lot of the night shadowing Laughlin all over the field. So uh, we, we were happy with the way that those guys played in the secondary for sure. You know, it's interesting. It, it's always a dilemma you and I having been quarterbacks, of whether or not you're going to play a quarterback on defense. Yep. And uh, I know every coach has a little different <laughs> philosophy about it. Do you, do you have a sense for I mean, what, what do you like best? Yeah, you know, we, we traditionally have not played our quarterback on defense. Um, you know, Tyler Angel was a little bit of an exception when we had him. Tyler was so good at strong safety that, um, you know, and, and he was more like a running back really on offense than a, than a quarterback. But we felt like he was a guy that, that particular year with what we had for personnel he had to play. But – uh, even Eric Thies, we kind of phased him out defensively when we had him. Jordan Hersom, um, you know, would, would play in spots. Um, and we've really tried to hold Wyatt back. This is the first game he's ever played on defense. Um, but we knew, you know, we, we've, we worked him out this summer a lot in 7-on-7 seven seven and knew against some of the, you know, the passing-type teams like York and Cape and uh, Poland that uh, he may have to play a little bit. So, he's, you know, he, he's done a good job getting ready, and he's kind of been anxious to play. So... Um, you know, for him to get out there and, and have some success was, was pretty good. But if we can avoid it, we'd, we'd like to, for sure. Sure. Yeah, I did mostly did not play him at, yeah. at uh, whatever. You know, I think it depends. If they're going to play free safety or something like that, eh, maybe, you know, because they're right. going to play pass defense. I, I got a great story to tell you. We play Gardner in the state championship game. Now, I, I got relatives on the Gardner team. That's where my <laughs> right. folks are from. And uh, Hard Wing is their quarterback, but he's like Angel. He's a big stutter yep. guy, uh, taller. Yep. He's playing middle linebacker. No. <laughs> and I'm looking at that saying, well, man, what are you thinking? I mean, I, he's a tough kid, but wow. Yeah. I mean, I, when we see the other team's quarterback out there that, you know, especially if he's up around the box, we're going to run that way quite oh, a bit and try to, try to get some guards and, well, and guys like that on him. down. Sure, right? Wear him absolutely. Um, who do you have this week? We have Morse this week. Oh, yeah, you already uh, So, yeah, we get a, you know, we got a win to seal up home field advantage. Um you know, and, and Morse has been a little banged up. They've struggled a little bit with injuries, and uh, they've played a pretty tough schedule as well. But, uh, you know, Coach Darling usually does a pretty good job of getting his guys ready to play, and they're going to play hard. And I know they got uh, O'Coin, who's, who's one of their big backs. They got him back last week, and, um, you know, they, they get a few more guys back this week. We'll, uh, you know, we'll, we'll have to play well. Uh, you know, our focus really is, is uh, you know, it's senior night, uh, so we get some guys who have been around the program for a while, and, uh, a few of those guys are going get to get an opportunity to start this week and, and play a little more than they might normally. Um, but uh, mostly it's, you know, we, we have to win this one to get home field. So all the work we've done all year, uh, the last, you know, seven weeks and back to the preseason, that's all done if we don't win. So, uh, you know, we're definitely not taking them lightly. Um, you know, and, and we started our prep yesterday and, and we'll get ready to play. Do you feel, um, I, I've always had mixed feelings about senior night. Not that I don't want those kids yep. to be recognized, but it's an emotional time. It is. Um, you know, and I, whether it's been hoop or football, I've never been a guy who necessarily starts all the seniors on senior night or anything like that. Um, you know, if it's a guy who's been around the program for four years, um, you know, we'd like to give him that opportunity if we can. But sometimes, 
you know, the, the game doesn't uh, allow that to happen either. So, uh, but, uh, you know, a few of these guys, Rafino Driscoll, uh, Brent Grant, um, you know, Garrett J. Bush, those are guys that have, have been around, haven't had a, a lot of opportunity to start. Um, and they're guys that play anyway, so, um, well, you, you know, play it's, a lot of guys right, anyway. it's not like we're, we're reaching far down there. But, uh, you know, I'd like to see those guys get a little bit more time, hopefully, uh, than, than they might normally. And, uh, you know, we'll try to spread the ball around pretty good. And, uh, you know, hopefully those guys have a good experience for the senior night. But it is an emotional time. You, it's, <clears throat> you know, that time before the game is different than it is every other game that you play all year. So, you know, it's a little bit of a, a difference in routine. And, and uh, you know, those guys are going through a lot of emotions. So, uh, you know, hopefully when the ball gets kicked off, they can dial that back a little bit and just play. The, the good news is for those seniors, for your seniors this week, uh, they, they know they're in the playoffs. This isn't right. it. Right. I think it's much more difficult when it's a so-so season and this is it. It's yeah, done. Yeah, definitely. This, or or even if you, career's done. you know, if, if you're in the bottom half of the playoff bracket and you know this is going to be your last home game. Yeah. Uh, that you know that can be a pretty emotional True. time as, as yeah. well. So, uh, you know, hopefully those guys have a good night. Hopefully we get the win and, and seal up home field. I tried to do some things in practice and and uh, and in our meetings to kind of give them a send off. But you you don't know exactly when you're in the playoffs. What's the last week? You know, right? Yeah. You don't want to you don't want to lay that all out and then you play two more, three more weeks. But yet. You don't want to keep waiting and find out you didn't do it. Yeah, we, we had done that, too, when I first started coaching. I had kind of done what Coach Kahn had done when he was here. And, you know, we do a senior lap on the last practice or whatever. And, um, you know, we always did it the last week of the regular season, and then we'd do it again in the playoff week and, and so on and so forth. And when we got to 09, that team said, uh, no, Coach, we're not doing that. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll take a lap the, the uh, Friday before the state championship, and that'll be fine. So. You know, we, we took their word for it, and we, we, we've kind of maintained that tradition now nice. since. And, yep. uh, you know, I think there's enough to send those guys out on a high note usually that, uh, you know, that extra stuff isn't, you know, completely necessary. So, so um, as the playoff picture looks right now, <clears throat> yeah. who, who uh, would you be paired up with, would you say? Uh, if we win, it looks like either Lake Region or Poland, um, you know, depending on what happens with some other teams that they play because they're so close in the 7-8 sure. spots, yeah. um, you know, we'll determine where they go. But I think whether we're one or two, it's going to end up being one of those teams, uh, you know, barring a, a pretty good upset this weekend or something like that. So, uh, you know, Poland we played before, Lake Region we haven't. Uh, so, you know, we, we'll, uh, we'll have some coaches on our staff working those guys up this week like we – like we normally would, you know, sure. we, we usually have a couple coaches who are working a week ahead. Uh, so, and in particular, Lake Region, because we haven't, uh, you know, played them, uh, we'll, we'll make sure we're, we're doing our work there to get ready. But Okay, well, Coach, uh, senior night, that'll be interesting. Yeah. Um, good luck. Thank you. And I will see you next week. Sounds good. All right. Our goal at Maine Athletic Fundraising is to raise you the most amount of money in the shortest period of time, hassle-free. To learn more, visit them online at mainaf.com. I'm here with Elizabeth head football coach Chris Cates. Uh, coach uh, Camden, I think it went pretty much the way you thought it would. Yeah, we, we got we got up pretty early on them, and uh, we were able to play some of the younger kids, uh, you know, most of the game. I think we got the JV in the second quarter, and, uh, you know, they finished the game out. Uh, I think we were 39, nothing at half, and 39-12 uh, 12 was the final, so... Uh, get a lot of kids playing. I mean, everybody on the roster got into the game, and uh, wow, nice. That's always know, nice. Pretty much everything we wanted it to be. Uh, now, 
how long have they had football? I'm not sure as I know. Uh, it's been a few years. They bounced around between club and everything else. And, you know, they had some solid ball players over there. I mean, just the thing with them was yeah. just numbers. They, yeah, you know, sure. they were they were uh, low numbers, yeah. and uh, um, you know, I think I think they had some some kids out there that were pretty young that um, might not otherwise be starting if they if they could get you know sure. you know five to ten more kids in their team. But I think they're going in the right direction. They, they did some nice things against us, and you know, they were able to move the ball at times. So it's. Uh, um, you know, it wasn't a disaster for them by any means, so it was, it, it was, uh, you know, a good building block for them. I saw Hathaway this morning, and he said, I think off the recording, I don't think we were recording at that time, that you guys played him in a three-way JV game, and he said, geez, it was terrific. Yeah. He said, um, your team and his team was really close, evenly matched, uh, back and forth, and you guys had a chance Right at the end, and, and yeah, they, they said it was really good. Yeah, they scored. They scored to go up twelve six, and uh, we we drove down. We drove down to the five, and, uh, and couldn't punch it in. And but uh, you know we were we were able to play them a few times this year because uh, you know a lot of teams are bailing on freshman games and JV games. So we we played them for, with the freshman twice, I think, and I think we played them with the JV twice. So it's uh, you know it's pretty nice having a local team like that, and you know they're always a you know really competitive program so it's uh you know it's nice to be able to challenge ourselves and you know play some better competition back when everybody was worried about the, i think it was in the 70s the energy crisis yeah. uh they said you you know our school board said you can't drive to who knows where to play jvs right. you got to find somebody local so we we did a lot of that and actually i i thought it helped our kids uh, yeah. kept them from being on a long bus ride and Getting home late and missing supper, you know, have supper on the road and all right. that stuff, and it was good. No, I've got no issue. I got no issue playing, you know, playing El Lewiston, you know, sure. Oak Hill's local for us. Winthrop's Winthrop's yeah. pretty close. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, Levitt, those are all good bus rides. And I think for think for JV team for JV games, I mean, that makes that We're makes the most see sense. More and, of that. You know, and then especially for the freshmen, I mean, it's you know you need to play the bigger schools to be able to get a freshman game yeah. in and you know we had 17 of them this year and i think we're going to have 14 of them next year so wow. it's right so uh we should probably be able to play another freshman schedule sure. you know and it's you know hopefully good for, good for the future of the program so the last regular season game of the year uh is the traditional game that we lost for a lot of years you know when i was at oak hill we we never played each other uh, we were in different conferences we were in b you were in c and we just didn't see each other, and I, that, oh, unless it was an exhibition game. I think we did an exhibition game some years, and uh, uh, it's, it's certainly a good rivalry in any sport that we play. And uh, but I think it's a little different. Uh, two Lisbon guys coaching these teams. That that's yeah. got to be a little different. What's that feel like? Well, I mean, it's uh, so Coach Jusset was uh, was my offensive coordinator when I when I played when I played in school, and uh, you know have a pretty close relationship with him and. Um, you know, know him outside of football as well, and it's uh, you know I think it makes you know it makes it a friendly rivalry, but it definitely steps it up a little bit of a notch there. And um, you know he's my friend, but I also want to beat him at beat him every time I yeah, get a right. chance to. And yeah. I think he'd say the same thing about me. You know, maybe not on the record, but he he's definitely thinking it. No, I got a feeling when he was uh, your offensive coordinator at Lisbon here when you were playing, I bet he was pretty traditional. Pretty traditional offense and whatever. Now he's he's uh, you know he's been running the read and the spread yeah. and, and uh, a little different. Well, I mean, I'm not I'm not exactly right out of high school either, though. So I mean, the game's no, cha- the game's changed a little sure. bit in the past you know 15 to 20 years. So it's uh, uh, there's a lot of things that are going on now that I wish I could have done as a quarterback. That uh, it's uh, oh, you played quarterback? I did, yeah. I know that? Yeah. Yeah, I was a lot skinnier then, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> weren't we all? I was a quarterback. <laughs> yeah. So no, it's uh, yeah, games change games changed a lot. I mean, it's. Uh, you know, it's fine with the read game now, and you know, it definitely puts a little more of a mental strain on on some of these kids. But I think they're I think they're receptive to it. Yeah. Uh, 
So does that, like I say, that does that that enhances the rivalry for you, you think? Uh, or is it all just because it's Tokyo Guzman? Oh geez, I think that'd be a big rivalry even if anyway. we weren't even if we weren't involved in the game. I mean there's you know, they play each other from youth all the way up through and you know, most of these kids grow up knowing each other and um, you know, it's I think it's a quality rivalry. I mean it's not not like a ton of bitterness there, but it's you know, it's definitely uh, Definitely hard fought every year, and nobody's painting the other team's field and goalposts and all that stuff anymore, huh? Well, I don't. Don't, don't say it wasn't done in the yeah. old days, right? Don't, don't but, speak uh, too soon. They might be yeah, coming down no, the hill after true. our practice, so that's it's, true. Uh, yeah. But no, nothing like that. You know, we had a dance canceled when I was in school because uh, threats that were going back and forth, and I mean, it's uh, it, it's been been a bunch of scenarios like that. But no, I mean, I, I'd say it's mostly friendly at this point, and um, definitely definitely want to get you know get a win though. Now NBI will be will be covering that game. Uh, AJ and I will be there like we were last week. Yeah. Were you surprised by the uh, Oak Hill Spruce score? Um, I'm not surprised by the final score, but uh, you, you know I, I think Spruce is a good team. You know they, they made some mistakes in the first half. You know you know I think they could have kept that a little bit closer. They, you know they gave Oak Hill some short fields and um, you know they kind of shot themselves in the foot a little bit offensively. You know but I think they I think they showed a little bit in the second half kind of what they what they could have been and you know. You know, same as when we played them. You know, I think, you know, I think that's going to generally be a one-touchdown game. You know, if those two teams play again, or or if we play them again as well. Sure. So. Yeah. Well, coach, good luck. Uh, I know you're anxious to get to practice, and I appreciate you taking the time. So, uh, good luck Saturday. Like I guess AJ Redmond and I will be there to call it, and uh, people can pick it up on NBR. All right. Sounds good. Thank All you. All right. Take care. Good luck. Thanks a lot. If you are a coach, a booster, a PTA leader, Maine Athletic Fundraising is the choice to help you make money. Maine Athletic Fundraising works with both high school and youth programs of all ages to make you the most amount of money in the least amount of time. No risk, no minimums. Mark Smith and his staff will walk you through every step of their plan to help you meet your financial goals. Call them today, 207-468-1759, or check them out online, MainAthleticFundraising.com. I'm here with Oak Hill head football coach Stacey Doucette. Coach, uh, there's no other way to put it. That's a good win on Saturday. Yeah, I thought we played well. I thought the kids prepared well. It was a good bounce back win. Um, I, I, I think that we responded well from the start. Uh, the kids, uh, they executed the game plan. Um, everybody did their job. We played a lot of kids and it was a good game. It's a good day for Oak Hill on the list. Yeah, I think uh, we were here to broadcast, as you know, and uh, I thought up front they opened some great holes. Uh, I thought uh, Gavin Rostrum played terrific. I think he managed the, the team. He, he threw the ball where he needed to. He ran when he needed to. Yep. Uh, I thought up front we did a good job managing the blitz. I thought that uh, we're getting really good at that. Picking up blitzes, picking up changes, identifying changes. Uh, Gavin made some uh, good check with me's at the line, and I, I thought that uh, yeah, you might have had his best game. Looked down the barrel of a gun a couple times, and uh, he delivered the ball despite the rush. Um, he had confidence in the line and the receivers, and I thought he ran pretty well too at times. Yeah, I thought so. Uh, Lisbon this week. Um, does it make any difference that uh, you you coached uh, Coach Cates? Does that make the rivalry any different? Or no, I don't think so. I think um, anybody that knows me, I think Lisbon was a part of me. Um, I was there for a long time, player and coach. 
Um, I have a lot of friends and relationships. Football is about relationships mm. to me. Uh, there's a lot of relationships there. Some are gone. I still have relationships with those people. They're not associated with football anymore. Some are still there. Uh, Chris Chris was a quarterback. I coached Chris both sides of the ball when he was there. Um, Chris was always an upper-level thinker when it came to sports. Um, he just got it done. Found ways to get it done. However way he had to. Um, I don't think it makes a difference. I don't think Coach goes around telling people who he played for or things like that. It's a rivalry game. That's enough said. Did he? Now, you guys coached together also, right? No, I did not coach oh, Chris. Okay. Chris was coaching the middle school when I was there. Um, and at that time, we didn't really have a lot lot involved with the middle school. We were too busy trying to do what we could at the high school level. Um, but uh, Chris was doing his own thing there, just getting out of college. Um, I believe he might have took my position when I left. So, what, uh, so tell me about the kids themselves. I mean, it's always been a rivalry. Uh, it, it was just in preseason some years as a scrimmage because Oak Hill was B and Lisbon was C and we went in the same conference and all that stuff. Uh, so do the kids, what do they say about it being a rivalry game? They they say anything? Are you well, it's a rivalry game, not just because of football. Oh, no. Every sport. Sure. They play against each other every sport. They're just close enough to know each other. Um, they, they pretty much know each other's stats, uh, what kids do in games. They'll go watch each other's games if they don't have a game. Um, so they're just close enough. Um, but I, it's a healthy rivalry. Um, all bets are off. It's anybody's game yeah, every time we play, which is if you watch the, the scores in the past, it's pretty much been like that. And, pretty and, close. It, and usually it's a four-quarter game. So... Um, it's usually a good physical game, and uh, uh, we're hoping for that same situation. So now this is the last week of the regular season. Uh, I haven't looked at the thing. Everybody make the playoffs, the top six? In, our, in our division, everybody is now, everybody yes, is. because of the, the Deergo drop. So everybody is. Um, the first two teams are going to have a bye. Yeah. And then uh, three and four is going to play five and five and six. How do you feel? I probably asked you this last year, uh, even though you didn't get a buy. Uh, if you were to get one, I'm not saying you would, but if you did, how do you feel about a buy? I don't really care too much either way. Yeah, I, <laughs> I'm just going to do what the hand the hand you dealt yeah, with. I didn't I didn't care for him if I could help it, but yeah. We're uh, we're on to Lisbon right now. That's sure, all we're really that's thinking about. about. Yeah, I don't blame you. Uh, it's here. Uh, it's nice to have this game at home. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you feel your kids play better at home, or does it make any difference? Um, it's always nice to have a crowd, especially a rivalry game. Um, but I, our kids have done pretty well on the road this year, so I don't really know. I think it's it all comes down to preparation more than where we're playing. Sure. Yeah. All right, well, Coach, well, good luck. Yeah, and we will be here, AJ and I, on Saturday. Thank you. MBR. Yep. All right, take care. Our goal at Maine Athletic Fundraising is to raise you the most amount of money in the shortest period of time, hassle-free. To learn more, visit them online at maineaf.com. I'm here with Grant Hartley, head football coach at Lewiston High School. That's Darren Hartley. I'm Grant. Yeah, Grant. I'm, I'm Darren. That's Grant's in order. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, were just, we were just talking about him. I had the name on the tip of my tongue, didn't I? Darren Hartley, sorry. Um, 
<laughs> what number is he wearing, by the way? 17. Okay. I th- did I ask you that last time? Because no. I went to Maine a week ago, and, and I didn't have a roster in front of me. Yeah, he's Maine. wearing the headset. So if you want yeah. to see Grant, he's he's he does one yeah. of the hand signal guys. There so. you go. All right. Hey, he's active. Got a uniform on. What the heck, right? No, you know, and you never know. Hey, when, when uh, Ferguson went down, I didn't think it was anything big. They brought him over. Next thing I know, they... They're taking him to the locker room. He's just got a little couple, a little bit of tape on his ankle. Out for the season. Yeah, like, out for the season. Wow. Yeah, terrible, terrible situation. But that young guy they got up there now is outstanding. So. Yeah, he looked uh, he looked yeah. good in the game yeah. that I saw. So yeah, he's he looked good. real good. Last very week. athletic. Very athletic. So, coach, I have a question. We talked. We didn't really specifically talk about it before we came uh, to the interview, but you know, when a team is struggling uh, and it and it's a tough schedule. Uh, what kind of things can a coach do to keep his team fired up, to keep them focused? Uh, are there catchphrases? Are there specific drills that get everybody jacked up? Let me give you an example. When one of my really good teams in Skywalking was having one of those days, bleh, I would lean over to my captain and say, take a cheap shot at, at Pilot. And Pilot was our guy. Oh, yeah. And geez, Pilot would go... He, I mean, he'd be snorting and spitting, and then after that, the whole place went electric. That's all it took. One hit on him, and the place was nuts. We couldn't do it very often because somebody get hurt. But oh yeah, that's whew. funny. Yeah, that's funny. Now, what what we've done is uh, going back a couple weeks ago when we when we knew that the meat of the schedule was coming. Also coincided with some injuries for us and some guys out. Uh, we basically tried to set ourselves and refocus and have used some of our senior leaders and upperclassmen to teach a lot of our young kids. So we've done a lot of fundamental drill work. We've gone back to tackling stations. We've gone back to inside run, and in an abbreviated session where we're just we're just working with two middle linebackers and working our trap reads and our buck sweep reads. So we've broken down into the little parts of the sure. whole picture yep. and kind of slowed things up and kind of half-speeded a little bit to teach because we're frustrated. And we've told the kids that they have to understand it's a process. And unfortunately, when you're thin and you're in this schedule, and we've been very honest, I, I, I don't want to set any uh, lower our expectations because, again, we, we, we continue to prove it, even though last week the game, like Bonnie Eagle, got out of hand and it, and it just happens quickly. But there was a point in the game we gave up a, a, a two two toss plays, one for 51 and one for 47 yards. We had stuffed them or negated their plays in the other seven plays. And they had two big runs to go up 14-0. And then in the next nine minutes of the end of the first and start of the second quarter, we had the ball twice. They had it a three-and-out situation. We had it twice. We had the ball for about seven and a half minutes. Wow. We had seven first downs in two separate series, but we couldn't convert because we turned it over again. And for us, it wasn't penalties last week. It was we turned the ball over again because we got a bunch of younger guys playing. You know, our talent is a probably little bit less. Should. Probably before they should. Really. Exactly. Yeah. And that's it. And there's nothing else you can do because we're still going to run what we run. We're still teaching and coaching. And unfortunately... They're a little bit bigger, faster, and stronger than us, and that's the bottom line. So we're trying to reinforce the process, and I, I tell the seniors that we still have some football to play, and hopefully we get better. We'll get a little bit more healthy this week, and anything can happen. Anything can happen. They just got to keep working hard and stay positive. And I've asked them to really work hard on overcoming adversity and staying positive amongst each other. Yeah, I think I, I used to say to our coaches, I, and the kids take that directly from the coaches, 
they if we if we come out to the practice field all glum and discouraged and whatever, we might as well go back in because it isn't going to work. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, no question. It's funny those things you just talked about. Right? The station just said had said the same thing. You know, they're they're right now they're number two in in, in northern in southern D, and uh, he talked about the same thing. Basic when they had that buy because of deer ago, going back to basics and doing just like it was preseason all Yeah, over that's again. what we've tried to do. And, and, and again, I, I think we've, we, we've grown. And, you know, our freshman team has won four games in a row. And I'm going to be honest, and, and it's, I need to talk about this. Coach Collins and his staff, you talk about fundamental football. I mean, Dick Collins and Kevin Collins and Latrell Thomas, they teach fundamentals every day for about 50 minutes, every day. And it shows our kids have gotten better at the freshman level. Our JV kids play every single game right to the last series. I'm really proud of where we're at. I wish to heck we had two or three more W's on the scoreboard on Friday night, but we're not there right now. But I know if we stay focused and continue to persevere, the scoreboard will take care of itself sooner than later. Yeah. Now, Lawrence, I haven't seen them. Uh, we, we just don't get there to do. I was scheduled to do a game there, and then they, they pulled it back. Uh, old Pine Tree Conference uh, KVAC original member, because uh, Cooper was there, Kevin's dad, and you could count on one split end, one tight, and power eye. And that's about all they ran, and they were still hard to stop. Oh, uh, yeah. What are you expecting from them? Well, they run the wing tee, and they're very, very good at it. I, I'll tell you this, it's... Uh, I had the great uh, opportunity back a few years ago to coach against John Hersom's team when they won the state championship the year they beat Gorham. Uh, this is a Lawrence football team that looks like Lawrence, feels like Lawrence, smells like Lawrence. It's a typical two or three big offensive and defensive linemen, a long tight end. They got a utility player that plays the tail and the Z. Their quarterback's athletic. Uh, you know, they're 6-1 and one for a reason. It's a good Lawrence football team. They're well coached. They're disciplined. Team speed's good. Physical. Good football team. It's funny how some of those towns, I mean, they've been good in football and basketball forever, I swear. I... We never had a time when you went to Lawrence and said, oh, we'll, we'll win tonight. And I, you no. never said that. You're going to be in a dogfight. No, it's, uh, I tell you what, though, Coach, we, we, we joked around as coaches, and again, goes back to kind of that part-hole-part system, being able to break down our defensive players. We'll see how what, what we do Friday night, but really working the breakdown of the wing tee, it's fun. You know, it's really fun to try to defend it. It's tough, and, it, oh, yeah. and, and they're good. And they, they, their misdirection game is great. Their quarterback's a nifty little player. But it's, a, it's been fun to teach against it to try to get ready sure. for it. You know, we'll see what happens. But it's, it's, been, it's been a good week. It's been a fun week of preparation. Well, I will be here Friday night with Bruce Nichols. It's a radio game and an NBR game. Great. So we're kind of looking forward to that. All right. I thank you for taking the time. Uh, thank you for taking the time out of practice. And no problem. We'll see you Friday night. All right. Thank you, Dave. I'm here with Spencer Emerson, head football coach at Poland Regional High School. Coach, uh, before we talk about last week or the upcoming game, I, I had a question. Uh, you know, they moved you up a class this year to a, mm-hmm. a tougher schedule. You got mm-hmm. a pretty young crew, mm-hmm. other than your quarterback. Mm-hmm. What, what does a coach and/or a coaching staff do uh, at this type of year when you know, from the players' perspective, and yours too, probably hasn't. It's been a little bit disappointing mm-hmm. compared to where you'd been if you were being class D. Class D, you'd probably be in the running to, to you know, be deep into the playoffs and so on. What do you do to keep them motivated, focused? Keep their spirits up. What, what kind of things is a uh, coaching that's, staff? No, that's do? a great question. We we talk a lot about 
um, assessing the the football. So so we can't control what our schedule is. We can't control how good the how the team we play is. However, we can minimize our mistakes. Um, we had a really good situation tonight where you know it's our senior night tomorrow night, and you know our tradition that we've had the last two years is the seniors take their final lap, and then we make a tunnel of players and they address everybody one on one, and then address the coaches, and the team comes together and they get to speak in front of the team, and to see some guys who don't maybe not talk that much. Um, get a little emotional and, and be able to share that with their teammates. I think, um, you know, this year's taught us more than anything that you got to play well to beat good teams. And, and I don't mean that from a general perspective. I mean that even, you know, uh, when you move up the class and you play some of these traditional powerhouses and you play some of these programs that have been established for 10, 15, 20 years, um, you, re- you recognize that, you know, while you're doing good things, it's hard to win. Like then, I was actually talking to um, Coach Hall over at Bates, and you know they're 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 doing their best, and they're you know they're they're struggling at the moment. But talking about how hard it is to win games, you could play really well for 40 minutes, but if eight minutes in the game you make errors or you let up or you get an injury here or there, that's the ball game. And you know we were one of, we're we're a team that isn't thick to begin with. I mean we were without I think at one point two weeks ago without five starters on a team that has 33 players. Um, so it's one of those things where we're we're struggling, and 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 I think that I gotta understand that you know. Poland's only had football for about, I think, 15 years. I mean, the school's only been open for 20 years. We're still establishing that tradition, and we're still trying to find out what our niche is in the state of Maine and in the landscape of football. And, you know, being bumped up a class was definitely a bump in the road. Um, we did some good things last year, and I think we're doing good things this year, believe it or not. I think um, we're executing at a pretty high level. You know, I know I've you know, I talked to other coaches, and we might not be the most successful team, but, you know, we force teams to at least play us straight and not just we're not, we're not just going to roll over. Um, while the score may have looked like that, I think we have some really young guys on the field, but those young guys taking their lumps in 2019 might mean in 2021 they make that play or, and they're that much more confident. So, you know, it's just, you know, really, really talking about our future and, and focusing on the relationships that we're going to make. Tonight at team dinner, I, I said, you know, win and losses are, are great. and I mean, wins are great and losses are tough, but these team dinners and hanging out with your friends are the things you're going to remember long, long when you're gone. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Without a doubt. Now, coaches, we can remember score from every done <laughs> game we coach, but, but you're right about playing. Yeah. The Well, you know, and the thing is, I mean, 15, 20 years, Coney Gardner just played in the hundreds and whatever rivalry game, in, you know, they're going to play. Absolutely. It's like, what? I mean, it's not even close. The lobster, the lobster bowl's older than our program. Grampy played. <laughs> my uncle played. Right. My dad played. My brother played. You know, right now, schools like yours, even a little bit of Oak Hill, we've got some dads that played. Right. We don't have any grampies that played. Exactly. And uh, when you look at a school that age, mm-hmm. at least on 76, mm-hmm. uh, they did start football right off. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sturgis was actually the coach. Uh, but, yeah, you that, that fiber that has gone through the community. Mm-hmm. When I think about coaching in Skowhegan, I mean, it's... It's serious business. Absolutely. It is Everybody's serious. invested. And I yeah. think that the fans are invested. We have a great fan base and they travel well. Oh, yeah, boosters. Oh, they're amazing. Some of the best. They're amazing. However, we don't have I can't I can't go and uh, for example, what what Sterling can do at EL and say the Hunter brothers and Ron Dubois and and um, oh, Brad Slow and me and Coach and Alfonso Bell Navis and Cody sure. Goddard and all all the alums and all the former captains that have gone on to have great football legacies. I think we have some kids that are starting their football legacy. However, it's hard when you know we're competing against teams that have that hundred year tradition, so to speak. We're in the infant stages of the rebuild and also a whole new style. I mean, I just. I've been in Poland for 18 months, and you know we're, we're implementing some stuff that I'm asking us to do a lot. I think offensively, we put a lot on our on our plate. Um, the quarterback is, is talented and he's mentally inclined. However, um, 
some sophomore linemen or sophomore receivers. Some of those concepts are, are, are tough, so we're trying to simplify it for them. Um, and all we can control is the game we have Friday night. Sure. Uh, tell us about this week. What yeah, are you thinking? Uh, um, yeah, Cape Elizabeth. Um, they're probably one of the most dynamic players in our league. Um, Matt Laughlin is a kid. Um, I mean, he plays all over the field. He plays out wide, plays in the slot, plays in the backfield, plays free safety. He returns kicks. He punts it. I mean, he is the real deal. Um, I'm <laughs> talking to a couple of my college buddies. They're like, where's he going to school? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> you got to ask him. <laughs> but um, he's uh, just an all-around talent. You just hope he's a great student. Right. <laughs> they're uh, they're very, very good at the skill positions. I mean, they make a lot of plays in space. They do, I mean, 50-50 balls. They go up and get the ball. Their D-backs make a lot of plays. They run the 3-3 stack defensively, so you pressure from all over the place. Um, but... We think, you know, teams that pressure a lot ask a lot of their DB so we can get the ball out quickly. We'll be, we think we can be okay. But, I mean, they're, they're a program that's going to, you know, probably, you know, in the mix to be the top four team in Class E South. And anytime you're a top four team in Class E South, yep. you are uh, the real deal. <laughs> I, I think one of the things, now, they're not a, a, a program with longevity in football. Right. But uh, they've got a lot going for them. They, mm. they're, they've been so successful in mm. pretty much everything they do. Right. And suddenly, you know, they got a turf field, mm. and you know, so people mm. are serious about wanting them to be good. And mm. this is a new coach, absolutely well, right. And you know, Filio um, built that thing up, and, and then ended up going to you know his alma mater. Or something. He's already and made a difference. Right. In you, can't, you can't blame you him, you know. It. Sure. And and you know, their coach they have now, I, I think that they play really, really hard. You watch it on tape, and I'm like, man, these guys play really, really hard. Um, it's it, it's one of those games where, you know, I was looking at the schedule, and all of our home games. Are the top four teams in C South, and I'm just like, man, like it doesn't get any easier, you know what I mean? So <laughs> it's one of those things where, again, we can't control who we play, but we can control the way we execute. But you know, they're a good football team. But we, you know, it's senior night. Um, we have a few, you know, we'll say gadgets that we we're excited to try out, and we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Well, coach, I appreciate it. Thanks, Dave. And uh, be glad to talk to you. Excited to talk to you next week Absolutely. and see how it went. Absolutely. And so on. All right. All right. Thanks, Great. Dave. Thanks. Appreciate it. I. Uh, I'm here with the Yale head football coach, Dave Sterling. Coach, uh, anytime a team is going through a year where they have a lot of injuries, playing some kids that probably aren't quite ready to play, they're young and whatever, uh, you get to this point of the year where you've got a couple weeks left and then the playoffs, what's a, a co head coach and or the coaching staff, captains, whatever, do to keep the team focused and motivated? Are there any particular things that you guys focus on? Well, you know, you go to the, the whole you know concept of next man up and all that, but a lot of these guys that, are, that have been playing JV have been eager to get their turn, and now they're getting their turn. And some of the guys, like Connor Travers, started at linebacker for us. He had four tackles for a loss last week. Um, yeah, another guy, uh, Dante Garcia has started at linebacker. They both come on really well. They've, their tackling technique has gotten better. The younger guys are really realizing this is their team as much as anyone else. And for them to respond to that and play well, you know, Jack, uh, Jack Keefe has shown his toughness. He's playing both ways and he's punting. He's doing just about everything for us. And you can't ask more of a sophomore to do that for to lead a Class A football team. Are there any particular things like practice-wise or meetings or anything well, else? Ro you... Rotation and as well, you know, film study with the advent of huddle. It makes it really good. We give them a whole punch-out sheet that the plays that they have to watch. So that way when we get into practice and we start talking about down-distance situations, they respond, yes, they want to run this play in that situation. And if he split out, that's why they are. Or if this guy's on that side, and that's, that's great. They're really learning and understanding the game better. 
I can remember when we wanted to hand something out like that, we had to put it on the Mimeo machine. Yeah. Yep. And do one copy at a time. Oh, oh yeah. Me. That took a while. You remember those believe days. Me. Yep. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I tried looking for a VCR at the high school this week, and it was like I found they everything, went, everything they from what? the Apollo 11 and Apollo 12 space program, for God's sakes. Yeah, isn't that the truth? Boy, how times have changed. Yep. I remember the 16-millimeter film. If you didn't have it to the turnpike exit by such and such a time on Saturday morning, Mike you were getting baby. it back. We had somebody waiting at the school oh, to yeah. drive it to Boston. Down they drove right. it right down yep. there for us. Yep. Well, for those of us up north in Bangon Brewer, it was um, Butchel Blank. Yep. He and his brother took turns no driving way. it down. They stayed overnight in Boston, yep. picked it up, raced it back. We in Skowhegan, we took it to Dick McGee's front porch. Butch LeBlanc here from Auburn. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, oh yeah. Son. Yep. Yep. They they took it every week. Wow. And boy, it was one of the reasons nobody played on Saturday night, mm -hmm. because if you didn't have it to the exit, you weren't going to get it back. You weren't going to get it back for a week. Yep. And you wow. couldn't go without that. No, you there couldn't. No, no. There was no such thing as auto or even even your own video. Mike Mike Haley would keep us in the the, the film room for three and a half to four hours watching those, and they still exist. They're still at the high school. Hey, you know, talk about films. We had a, a kind of a 30th reunion for our championship teams at Skowhegan. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And one of my really, really great quarterbacks uh, in one of those championship teams didn't wasn't able to come. He yep. was out, out west somewhere. One of the kids said, Coach, you know, you are really hard on him in the films. He might not have wanted to come back. <laughs> I said, geez, I hope he understood it was for his own good. But it's true, though. Oh, oh. oh back and forth and back and oh, forth. We have, we have specific comments from when I played that we'd, we'd say to uh, each other right now. We'd oh, say, yeah. this is not the same play. And yeah. we'd you know, all start laughing because that's what yeah. Mike Haley would say to us. Or, you know, hey, here's the only thing you did right. You picked up your, your teammate's yeah. earpiece after it got knocked we, out. We got the... the the, the uh, special lens, and we could put it on the whole wall yeah. of the utility gym. That those players were ten, ten feet and that, tall. And that's what we do with the cafeteria. The, yeah. It's yep. great. Yep. Yeah. Now huddle must be great. You can, like you say, you can put comments when they get home from the game. They've got it. Yeah. Technically. And, and you know, like when they watch film of our, you know, our scout tape, we can, you can put a comment. This is this is the play. It's similar to us. This is how they lined up. Who's open? Who's not? And you know what what we can expect. Yeah. So. No question about that. Yeah. Uh, tell me about this coming week. Next week, you mean? Yeah. Or? yeah. I don't know. I, I'm looking at tomorrow. Tomorrow, okay. <laughs> All right. Wait. Well, you know, you go, you do. You go one practice at a time. So you got to do. Yeah. So you got to do. Especially when you got a lot of guys out. You're looking for guys that can play. Mm -hmm. Can you move a position uh, and so on. Uh, usually you don't have as many guys out as you've had out. That, yeah, that's that, exactly that it. That would be a not a typical year. But I would, you, you know, I, I, I've... The guys have heard me talk as well as they know, they know some of the history of Upper Little Football. We had a my senior season we lost seven starters that to just that had academic issues and had other issues and I went from being a free safety to a linebacker at 150 pounds and 5 foot 7. Who? And we went 6 and 3 and I was, you know, the starting linebacker and I, I guys 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 questioned it. I showed them film yeah. and they realized that Geez, I can do that too. Sure. You know, and the kids were just as big back then. Yeah. You know? No, I, I have always believed, you know, we're not just because we heard Belichick or anybody else say it, but mm -hmm. we all had Haley say it a long yeah. time ago. Next man up. Next man up. It's the size him, of the fight in the dog. And not make the him play it. Make him play it. Yep. Exactly. You know, and if you do the job when it's just shot, guess what? Yep. Ask Bledsoe how that works. Yep. <laughs> That's exactly it. Yep. Drew Bledsoe thought it was his job even when he got yeah. hurt, and the guy, well, guy got up in front they, of him and they were never talk, left. They were talking tonight. What are they going to do when Brees comes back? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's... Richwater's 5-0, and, oh, and he's looked like a million bucks. Mm -hmm. 
Yep, that's a that's a that's that's a good problem to have. Coach. Well, it is. I'll take that yeah, moment. no, that's yes, the opposite of what you've been going through. Well, coach, thanks. Good luck this yes, week, sir. and uh, I will I will see you in well, I'll see you next week to do this, but in two weeks, I'm over here to do that uh, that El Lewis, El Lewis game. Lewis game. So. Excellent. Yeah, good. great. Hey, thanks, coach. Thank you, coach. All right, Appreciate take care. Time. Yes, sir. Previewing Oxford Hills versus Scarborough here. Aaron Morris with head coach of the Vikings, Mark Soren, and. Coach, real briefly on Ford Academy, you know, that game, you guys were in the red zone multiple times, had some turnovers. It just seemed like there were a couple plays that really turned things, and then they had some explosive playmakers on offense. What were your general takeaways from the way you guys performed there at Thornton? Well, it was, it was a struggle running the ball. They just dominated us at that line of scrimmage on the um, on, on our offensive end. And so we went to the pass game, which, which was okay. Um, we had a couple – Picks that was a combination of decisions and route running, um, which is something uh, you know we've been working on this week, and just making sure the quarterback and the receiver are on the same page. And you know we we you know they just said they had like they just they had big plays and they got behind us with their athletes, and you know they they scored those touchdowns on us big plays. We had a misalignment on one, we had a wrong read on one. You know, they they uh, beautiful pass they made on one. Um, you know, a couple of them we were close to having covered. They just made plays on it. So, um, you know, our, our run defense did a great job. You know, we held um, them about 120 yards rushing. Um, you know, it was so we're we're proud of that fact. But the truth is, they they could throw so much that they didn't have to rush as much. Um, so, you know, that's something like our big plays have sort of been our nemesis this year, giving them up. Um, we just we want to say to the kids, you know, let's make them earn it. Let's not let those guys get behind us. Yeah, you touched on the big plays, and obviously your opponent this week, Scarborough, they got some guys who can make some big plays. Um, I'm sure you're very familiar with, with Jarrett Flake and what he can do, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, we've – of course, you know, we remember him as a sophomore when we actually played them and they won the state sure. championship. Um, and clearly, he's you know he is elite, and not just elite in Maine. He's elite across the country as far as speed goes, and he's just one that you've got to, you've got to try to get across his face and make sure that he can't get outside. You know, he's been running untouched a lot versus uh, the, some of the teams that have been playing lately, and you know we just have to know where he is at all times, and and if you know if we have to double cover him, we'll double cover, and we'll see you know so how that plays out. One player who stood out to me against Thornton, uh, Tyler Blonde, who's taken over in that slot role for you guys, the role we saw Cam Slicer in, Michael Bonang in, and now he's like Tyler Blonde really contributing this year. What are you seeing from what he's been able to do? Yeah, he's a great talent, and he's a great kid, and he's a hard worker. He's very coachable, and he's he's one that we always try to find how can we get him the ball, you know, and, and not just in the pass play, but, you know, there are ways we can get him in the backfield and, you know, it's clearly we run him outside on jet. We'd like to throw to him a little bit in space on some of the shorter stuff. Kind of wish we were a little more effective at the screen game because that would be a good place to get him. But we, you know, we definitely tried to throw to him a few times in this game, you know, getting him the ball. Uh, he's one of our playmakers. And we, you know, we need to try to get him the ball seven to ten times a game. And we haven't always been able to do that. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is this senior night for you guys or is that later? Yep, the senior night tomorrow night. Okay, so tell us a little about the senior class and kind of what they mean to the program and everything. Well, you know, we've we've got a lot of um, coaches' kids in the program right now. Coach Ophiro yeah. has two boys. Coach Danford has a boy. I've got two boys. 
Coach Wand is with us with Ty. So, you know, this is a group that we've been watching since they were really in first and second grade. You know, so it's sort of a, you know, that group, it, it, it's, I mean, all of them are special when they come through. But this one, you know, in middle school, they weren't a very good class. I don't think they won a game. Um, oh. And the truth is a bunch of their kids actually quit uh, their freshman year. We had maybe, I don't know what it was, 11, 12 kids. Uh, with that class, and I asked Coach Ophiro to go down with them and spend the year with them, and he just did a phenomenal job. They they went five and three. They were competitive in all their games. Like that's the first time that class had ever really won any football games. And uh-huh. so coming up, they that class is really kind of the, the kids that are remaining really stuck together, and they really learned how you know to grow up. They really learned what it means to play tired. They're really tough. They're quiet. They're strong kids. They're hard workers. You know, we just we have we have loved what they've brought to the program, and and it's we talked about it tonight. We ended practice, and really how sad it's going to be for all of us. Kind of a bittersweet thing when they uh, when they play their last home home football game. Is it a challenge from a coaching perspective? I mean, I'm sure the seniors have a lot of emotions as well as the coaches. Um, you know, some. So after the ceremony, to really focus and play it based on your experience, uh, any tricks you've learned in terms of getting guys ready to go, kind of, because it is an emotional game and whatnot. Well, I think, you know, the truth is, and when I said to the kids, I said, really, the opening, the sort of opening ceremonies we do are as much for the parents as they are for anyone else. You know, we, yeah. you know, as we left today, Coach Danforth was like, give your parents a hug. You know, this is this night's for all the rides they gave you, all the nights that they spent with you, you know, the the travel that they spent and they, the money they spent on you. Like, this is what that night's about. And, and and I find with the kids, they're not particularly sentimental in that regard. <laughs> so, you know, they they tend to move on pretty well from it. You know, I mean, clearly as being a, as a senior night and, we, you know, the kids are fired up, but really – you know, it's more it's more coaches and parents that are, are a little bit, you know, sad. I mean, we, we sort of understand the gravity of it, whereas yeah. these guys, you know, really, you know, teenage boys think that this is going to go on forever. Sure, sure. And then we touched on some of the keys of stop, stopping uh, Scarborough's explosive offense with Flaker and whatnot, but what about on the other side of the ball, when you guys are attacking that Scarborough defense, I'm sorry, don't give anything away, but general approach is to try to attack the Red Storm because they do have a tough defense. I've seen them. Yeah, they're, they're solid in every position. I mean, they, you know, you look for weaknesses, and they just it's hard to find that. You know, they they run multiple coverages and multiple fronts, and it's got to be a combination of our run and pass, and I don't think you can be one-dimensional with them. They, they're they sort of tough, and they're senior-laden team. There's a bunch of seniors on the team, and they're experienced, and those guys were sophomores when they won that state championship. And so – you know, we we really got to find a way. You know, and it's hard to say either what you know what are they going to come out in because they run a, a different defense called a bare front. They also run a four-two-five, and you never know for sure exactly what they're going to be in. They run different coverages, so you know it's going to be a challenge. We're going to have to you know play around a little bit and figure out you know what is working, and then kind of stick with that until they make adjustments. All right, Coach Thorne, thanks so much, and folks can hear the game on ninety-two-seven FM with the video feed of MBR. Coach Thorne, thanks again. Thank you very much, Aaron.